are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Places like the Associated Press, and now I am joined by my pal and a writer for Vice Sports and the Willamette Week and the Shocker. Oh yeah, Corbin Smith. We're actually writing stuff over there now. Yeah, I've, it's Steve, it's Steve Bannon Week. It's at the Steve Shocker. Bannon Week over at the Shocker. We're uh, we've we're just writing tons of slanderous articles about Steve Bannon because we don't like him because he's bad. He's a bad he's, person. He's awful. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad dude. Like there's. There's kind of no way around this. I mean, yeah. I doubt that I'm recording an NBA podcast and there's somebody who's like, I think I just picked my nose and Eric and I have video on. And I, I'm worried he saw it. But anyway, I doubt most people listening to the NBA podcast heard object at the very least to saying Steve Bannon, right wing extremist, is a bad guy. But anyway, I uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, content. We're talking about content. Yeah, we're talking about content. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wanted to bring you on just because we were talking about one of the just it, it's such a Blazers world story to happen. It's very and, aggressively Blazers world, but I but also like woke in a way that I think most Blazer world stories aren't really. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like this is hitting. Like this is like like I don't know if the Blazers fan base has ever been this collectively woke at once. Uh, yeah, explain what happened. I can't. So, I can't remember, guys. I'm tired. Okay, I just so, went on a walk. I yeah. ate too many cookies today. Yeah. Uh, so, Donald um, Trump is president. I just can't even. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, this is a Blazers podcast, and the reason we're, we're talking about weird stories and and also uh, it's such it, a weird kind story. Of a it is weird sto- such a weird story. So so Isaac Rob, radio host in town, host of the. Uh, you know, biggest afternoon drive time show in the te- in the city, pretty much. These are not things I'm familiar with. I listen. And I'm to, just saying. I'm just saying. I I'm listen just, to I'm NPR. Just, I'm just. Breaking I'm just letting down. the audience know. Isaac I'm a very su- sophisticated guy who listens to NPR. Ladies, <laughs> you heard him. You heard him. You heard Corbin Smith, writer at Vice. I have a New Yorker talking. subscription. I Me do too. All the ladies, we can hang out on the couch. And read, and read about uh, read Alex Ross's column, and uh, yeah, it'll be great. Anyway, I'm read, sorry, the Vi- read the Viola Davis profile. Is there uh, a Viola Davis profile this week? Not not in the latest one. No, it was, oh. I, it was a couple of months. It was. Like she's a like a ago. she's like a hard method actor. Like that's probably what that's about, right? Yeah, it was about like how she reaches that yeah you know, that emotion. Anyway. Intense commitment to craft Viola Davis. Anyway, yeah. So Eric, anyway, continue. so it's to to the Blazers story that happened today, um. Isaac Ropp from 1080 The Fan and a host of Talking Ball at times, uh, the Comcast Sportsnet postgame show that they have on after Blazers broadcasts. Is, is It's on most nights, too. Like they, it's, like, it's, on, it's on most – every time there's a game on CSN, they have Talking Ball. Okay. Oh, pardon me. Uh, I feel like I've seen Talking Ball on non- 
Blazers. But I could be wrong. Anyway. Whatever. Anyway, so they he hosts Talking Ball in addition to being a radio host here in town. And he tweeted a segment out from his radio show today. So I'm assuming that the segment was live on air because I think it was just cut from his show. Tweeted it out. And in the segment, he says, and I'm going to read from a, a transcript here from Blazer's Edge uh, from uh, David McKay and Dave Deckard. Uh, and he said he got fired from Talking Ball, and among all the other things, he said that the Blazers are controlling the content that they shouldn't be controlling from Comcast, and he went out of his way to kind of describe the dynamic between Comcast and the Blazers, which is the Blazers own the broadcast as Blazer Broadcasting. So Lamar Heard, Kevin Calabro, Jordan Kent, uh, Michael Holton, and Brooke Olsendam – Anytime you see them, you're hearing from the team. And so, and then when you hear it from the people on Talking Ball, you're supposed to be hearing from CSN. But, I mean, the, the, the allegation that, I mean, the thing that, the, the kicker at the very end, though, is that Rop basically call, said that Neil Olshay uh, is the one that is uh, pulling all the strings here, called him... Uh, sports Trump and um, also said that Olshay is afraid to get fired. Well, I, that, that I understand. Not yeah. because Olshay is a bad GM, just because the Blazers that's have how the a business. bit of a uh, hair trigger with firing GMs. Well, and that's how the business is. Like, unfortunately that is just the temperamental nature of sports. And, um, and he did hand out an unbelievable, amount of contracts this summer and the blazers are not better and are probably worse yeah um no i i I hear you um and listen this is not the first time that neil shea has tried to control the narrative in the media you know uh he he's done this before uh i reported on lamarcus aldridge leaving the blazers oh yeah oh uh, I and, forgot about this. And, and uh, on on draft night, when they uh, uh, when they when they threw my good pal Eric under the bus. Yeah, and I had a savagely. I had a I had a, I had a league source uh, confirm. Uh, he was told me that, and then I worked through my newspaper, and we reported it, and we stood by it, and um, and then he, he and then Aldridge it. spent like two weeks. Right, because that's openly, how openly, yeah, and like, but even like, kind of openly, like, not even giving lip service to the idea that he was going to return to the Blazers, but the team wouldn't act like he was leaving. Oh uh, yeah, which I mean, I, they can do. Well, like, I, I get it's their prerogative if they want to do that. I mean, I just I reported otherwise because I was told otherwise. So I mean, they had cap space, but what were they going to do with that cap space? They weren't going to sign some crappy player to a high contract. Like, Olshay is a lot of things, but he's not stupid. Uh, he has gray hair. I, don't, you know, I didn't have anything to say to that. No, he's not and, stupid. No, he's not stupid. He's a great GM, and and it was very smart of him. Oh, um, great. I mean, you know. I mean, seven, he was this, until this until yeah. this summer. Yeah, this, this was a bad summer for him, objectively so. Like, you, there's no way to say otherwise, like – 
I mean, Turner has played better lately, but as but you said, but he's still Evan Turner. Like he's never gonna not be Evan Turner, and he always was Evan Turner. He's been Evan Turner since the day he was born. Right. Um. I yeah. I he I will get that. die, Evan Turner. Right. And 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 assuming he dies. I yeah. And, and, and again, and 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 independent of the the story that I just rehashed from a few years ago. I mean, there have been other times, you know, that I'm not going to disclose in detail where I've heard Olshay has been upset by things reported by the media. And and one of the things that uh, another interesting thing that Rop alluded to in the, uh, you know, telling of this was that Jason Quick is kind of hamstrung by the Comcast Sportsnet Blazers relationship because they are the television partner which um yeah i mean that 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 is the case there uh and you know it's kind of hard to you know it's the same thing with you know at espn at times i feel like but espn i feel like they go in a lot more than they don't have restrictions that like say comcast does uh i mean with the nba you could argue with the nfl maybe yeah okay that's a good point uh, yeah, the, no, you're right. With the NFL, that's a great point. ESPN is definitely very, um, yeah. They're, they're a little they're... more deferential, I think, to league mm-hmm. desires on, in that regard. They, I mean, I, they probably forgot that they even air baseball. So, but um, yeah, this is it's just a weird story. Yeah, it's a really weird story. And he it's... and basically, okay. And so Rob is talking. Rob, right? Yeah. R-A-A-B. Isaac Rop, R-O-P-P. Guys, I'm sorry. Once again, National Public Radio. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's uh, uh, um, Christian Foden Betzel? You know, that's more my speed personally. But anyway. Think out loud. Think out loud. I, You know, I don't listen to Think Out Loud because I live in uh, Washington. Every time I listen to Think Out Loud, it's I'm always like, the this... Portland City Council or something. Yeah, I'm just like, this doesn't apply to me. Why are you broadcasting it? What? Okay, there. Okay, if if we have a chance, let me talk about the weirdness of the media dynamic of living in Vancouver. Sometime, anyway, I'll continue. Yeah, uh, Rob, I don't. I mean, I don't want to say that he like maybe indulges in a conspiratorial tone, but he does. <laughs> I mean, he like there's definitely like a did you like listen, a sort did, of you, you listen to the audio, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There's de- there's a de- I don't want to say I'm not quite like Alex Jones, maybe. <laughs> But like, but like, sort of recent Olbermann, I'll put it at of like, oh, the Blazers like are all, the Blazers are controlling everything. They're every, you know, like like Russia Olbermann. He says content. I swear to God, fifty times. He says the word content over and over. Ian, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I understand that this is probably a special time for you, Isaac. I'm, Isaac. I shoot. Sorry. 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 <laughs> shoot god darn it sorry uh but uh i understand this is a stressful time for you i'm sorry i'm making fun of you on a random podcast but you said content like 50 times dude and maybe you came off a little paranoid but you also were not paranoid because you said a bunch of things that i that like line up with my paranoia about how the team operates okay look mike and mike okay I'm a. I really like Calabro, and I really like Heard. I'm really glad they have new announcers now. 
I can't. I can't speak for Eric. I can't speak for. I, I, listen, I like Lamar and, and Kevin. They're both really. I good. think they're great. Cobro in particular, I think is. I think is a treasure. Uh. Uh. But they, but Mike and Mike were calling games for him for so long, and Mike and Mike were a. Uh, I mean, they were like a propaganda factory. They were a Blazer propaganda factory. Everything was always going great for the Blazers when Mike and Mike were on. They were always getting job by the refs. They were. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, you know, it was like they were going out of their way. To there was a little dear leader vibe there, I think. And so I'm just saying. Yeah, I think that the Blazers have maybe have definitely geared the broadcast, which they own. They, um, I, I suspect it's because of how the Blazer cable operation got its start as like a paid demand thing. My parents paid for it a long time ago. I don't know. You can look it up on the internet. There's probably an answer about this question. But um, uh, I mean, definitely there's in Blazer media and. Look, I look. I don't want to like call anybody out or anything, but on Blazers Edge a little, and maybe uh, on uh, eh, maybe not the Oregonian so much, but like uh, there's just a lot of very aggressive pro Blazer pro- forward progress belief in Blazer media, sort of up and down the scale. And I, I mean, I definitely think that the organization puts their thumb on the scale. There we go. I said it. And Mike I and look, and Mike and Mike were like the biggest example of that. Of just like two dudes who were like unapologetic, who delved into conspiracy theory to the point where I wrote about this for Willamette Week a long time ago. When the Lillard shot happened, most of you probably watched ESPN and the call's really great. He goes, Yeah, oh my god. It's like sort of genuine. On Mike and Mike, Mike literally called out the ref by name and said, You can't steal us from us, Callahan. That happened. If you watch the Blazer broadcast, it's one of the most insane things I've ever seen. But anyway. Hey, I no, didn't watch Yeah. Listen, that's why I, at the top of the show, it's, it's so Blazer world of this to happen where, you know, I, and, and I'm not and even true, really. They are I, having a terrible season. And on a certain level, it is hard to find people and like you're encountering in your life who won't be like the Blazers need to make wholesale changes. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Did you I, listen to um, uh, the True Hoop podcast where they talked about the Blazers recently? Uh, n- yeah, yeah, I did. I did the one with uh, Arnovitz and and Pelton. Yes, and uh, and Kevin, who we both know, not to yeah, brag or anything. Ke- we know the, famous the basketball writers. Ke- yeah, yeah, Ke- yes, friend of the, friend of the program, Kevin Pelton. Uh. Uh. Arnovitz talks for a while. I've I've been thinking about Arnovitz said something that made me that made me think about something about how the Blazers they just they love drafting dudes and they love keeping the dudes they draft. And I thought it was fascinating because I it occurred to me that every organization is like it's hard to say if they're good or bad. It's but it's easy to say that they all have tendencies, right? Mm-hmm. And so like Maury, his tendency is to regard players uh quantitatively and you know and sort of operate under the assumption that if you stack enough good players together you can make wins you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and some and this year that worked out great for maury and there have been other years where that has worked out great for maury but there because of this 
this approach is so volatile, there have been years where that has not worked out at all for Maury. But mm-hmm. the Blazers is the same way. Like, the Blazers have hung on to McCollum and Leonard and uh, uh, who else do they draft? They drafted somebody L- else. Lillard. Well, yeah, I mean, Lillard is, I mean. Uh, that's a given, right? Yeah, Crab. L- hanging on to Lillard makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they, Crab, Crab especially, oh my lord. Lillard yeah. and McCollum and Crab. Uh, and, McCollum. To, to, and to an extent, you could also say Al Aminu because Olshea drafted him. Yeah, I, it is worth mentioning that Aminu makes like three bucks. And it, it's it's an insane deal. Yeah, yeah, but it, I I mean like you, I, there is a, there really is probably not a single team in the league where Alfred Camino wouldn't be an upgrade at the salary he makes on some mm-hmm. level. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Anyway. Um. Uh. But anyway. Uh. But but Crab and McCollum and uh Leonard they've kept on to Owen for so long because that's their tendency is to draft somebody and to just continue believing in them with all their with all their tiny little hearts and souls and they get the entire fan base behind them they get like this entire wave of people being like you can never trade cj mccollum who cares if he's too small uh you can never trade myers leonard something's gonna happen someday and and they and everybody just gets on board with this idea instead of looking at the team and saying like oh they've probably kind of stagnated they probably need to make a change you know what i mean eric Listen, I I, I, I I hear you, and I think even I Thank you for hearing times, me, Eric. I, I, I think, feel like nobody hears me in my life. <laughs> I think I think maybe even I at times, um, you know, may even be a, a little too optimistic at times just because how young this team is. Uh, but how – can I say something? How yeah. young is it really, though? They're the third youngest team in the league. Oh, well, okay. In terms of, in terms of average – McCollum's like twenty four or twenty five. He's like right? twenty five, I think, and Lillard's twenty six. Okay, so those are their two. Okay, okay. How old are they if you weight them by wins? If I, you weight them by I, wins, I, I just go, I'm like quoting the real GM, like age measurement, which is just age. I don't. It is not age plus win shares or any type of formula. If you were to weigh the, if you were to weigh the team by wins, and you were to say that Lillard and McCollum are probably producing the most wins, that's probably true. Uh, and Plum, Plumlee's twenty five. Yeah, I. You could argue if Plumlee's even good or not. That's like a. I mean, you I know, think, the, I think good is the ancients will be fighting about that one. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's hard. Yeah, he he's tough. Okay, yeah. so but the, but he's twenty five. I mean, Crab is like that age too. Like everyone is in that mid twenties right now. And so, how, but I'm just saying, like. How much more can they improve? No, that's no, a good, that's, that's a legitimate. Re- realistically, and like, they got worse this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I listen. I, I understand, but part and of that's that, not all Evan Turner's fault. Look, is part of it Evan Turner's fault? Absolutely. Is blaming Evan Turner a lot of fun? Oh, don't get me wrong. Every day when I when I bring a lady home from the club. I'll sidle up to her on the couch and I'll whisper sweet nothings about how crappy Evan Turner is in her ear. And then we'll mm-hmm. make sweet love. I mean, everybody loves talking about how terrible Evan Turner is. Don't get me wrong, but he's not that bad. And he's also been like really good for the last month or so. Like in terms of for him, like he, he was shooting at the beginning of the season when they started the season, he was shooting like 10% worse than his career average. But like he, 
I mean, yeah, he, he just, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the best, I mean, it wasn't the best use of the money, and it wasn't the best fit early, and it cost them a lot of games earlier in the season, and, and cost them a season where maybe they, uh, a se- it cost them a season where they wanted to make a deep playoff run, and get Wait, are they an eight seed right now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh they're my the lord! Seed, so it's like the West gonna... is so the back end of the West is so bad. Well, but, gonna, um... that's the, the crazy thing is that they would the playoffs started today. They would be in the playoffs playing the Warriors and then get the 15th pick in the draft. Yeah, the that's how bad the we're West. We're at the point where the, you should probably want the Blazers to lose. I'm just throwing it out there. I know people don't like to talk about it, but you don't want to be this particular eighth seed. You want a draft pick. It's a good draft. Yeah, I well, I mean, they say though that that like the draft express people uh, say that this draft is like pretty deep, like even like like with rotation players at least, you know, guys that can stick in the league up through you know maybe the first fifteen picks and maybe even the first twenty. Like people are saying that this draft is like that deep that you can get twenty good players out of this draft because there's so many good international guys and the and the freshmen coming out are are so good. Yeah, these would rather have a lottery pick. No, I, 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 no, I hear yeah. you. I hear you because you, you have a better choice of a guy. I totally instead get of that. getting really brutally swept and, by the Warriors, they're okay. okay. And, and I mean, look, has Steph Curry ever beat Damian Lillard in a playoff series? No, of course not. But okay, well, I, I see what you, I see what you're saying, and I, I agree with you that maybe for the long term overall health, if you zoom out. Like, if you ask, you know, Neil O'Shea, would you rather lose to the Warriors or get uh, in the first round or get a, you know, a top eight pick or something? I'm sure he'd rather do that if you hit him with truth serum. But at the same time, I think it's hard. It's harder, though, I think, unless there's an injury. I just don't see them, like, I don't see how them not making playoffs, like, ends well for them. Because that would be, if this team, while healthy, doesn't make the playoffs, then you're going to have a lot of problems with, you know, Damian Lillard because he, he's, he wants to win. Like, he doesn't want to not make the playoffs and not compete at that level. And I don't think C.J. McCollum wants to do that either. So it's like they're going to have – I'm just saying Olshay is going to have some players who are unhappy. All of them are going to be unhappy if they don't make the playoffs. And I think the only way that they could probably stomach it is if someone gets hurt, like Aminu, if he goes down again, or if Dame or CJ gets an injury or something like that would be the only thing that I could see derailing them from getting the playoffs. Realistically. I just, I just don't think Denver and Minnesota and, and all those teams are, are, are going to be consistent enough. Sacramento's around there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sacramento too. And so, and, and the gay, the gay injury, man, Man, that is brutal, right? And it sucked because he hates playing for them. Yeah, like yeah, you, that's you, a real bummer. You've seen this. You've seen his quotes, right? Like oh, the yeah, ones yeah, where yeah, like, yeah. I don't know where this organization's going. And he like told well, does, he like, told George Carl or something like, "Welcome." It was something to the effect of like, "Welcome to the circus" or something. Or I believe he said, "I believe he welcome to hell." If I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It was like, "Welcome to basketball hell." I think. Yeah. Uh, I think that came from the Kevin Artovitz, uh piece about uh, DeMarcus Cousins. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Blazers have had it. it yeah, it, you can't look at it. I will say, it's not like Rudy Gay is, you know. No. It's not but, like he's. Uh, who's, the, who's, who's an amazing culture player who's also efficient? I don't know. 
It's not like he's Carmelo Anthony, you know. But and I don't anyway. even. Yeah, and 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 the jury's probably out on whether he's a good culture player or not either. Uh, yeah. Uh, it seems like he probably wasn't. They traded him from the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies got way better immediately. So. Yeah, I mean, or, or maybe he, or it's just like his game. It, I mean, it's it's maybe it's kind of the Evan Turner principle where he's like, you know, he's not bad, but he's also not. I mean, Evan Turner for the last six games or whatever has really helped the Blazers since he started with Damon CJ. Uh, I don't know God, that lineup that that starting lineup they have right now. That can't work forever, right? I'm not. I'm not crazy, right? Well, I, here's where I think we shouldn't get ourselves tripped up. And I spent a lot of time on the last podcast, I think, going over this. And it's that Aminu and Harkless are still going to play more minutes. They're going to play a lot together. And I think it's just a way to make the bench not so terrible. Because the bench has been really bad for them. And through four, over half the season, Turner leading the second unit hasn't really worked out oh no because he's not that good right and, and, so, <laughs> it's, it's and being and like go be the primary ball handler evan is like and the and the other thing is it takes away opportunities for cj to go against second unit defenses full bore when he should be like his usage rate during that time should be like 30 percent because he's so he's so stupid good at scoring so it's like what if, what if cj just came off the bench He'd be furious. So you can't do that. No, you can't do that. So it's like, it's, it's like, okay. What if they just traded CJ though? What if, you know, what if? Okay. I mean, what is your scenario then? I don't know, man. I, I, Donald Trump is all I think about now. I forget who's even in the NBA anymore. Uh, I hear you. I, I what I would say, I guess is a shooting guard. Who's big and plays defense do those exist anymore would it, could they trade him for like wes matthews nicholas batum and robin lopez <laughs> and maybe lamarcus all i don't know well this is okay um i was, it was, I, it was, I was thinking about those lineups recently hold on okay think about the lineups recently i was thinking and then i will bring up okay okay i was thinking about those old lineups recently um the uh, the uh, you know the Wes and uh, Batum ones and I, I just I I know I don't know I feel like I didn't I feel like we didn't know what we had, you know, in a time before chaos, you know. Anyway, continue. Well, I, it was funny because I was thinking about those the other day too when I was reading uh, Joe Freeman caught up with uh, Nicholas Batum, uh, Joe Freeman from the Oregonian, and wrote a story about him and brought up you know the trade of course. And one of the reasons that they wanted to do the trade was uh, that Olshay was, you know, apparently reportedly apprehensive about paying Batum a max deal in the offseason, similar to the one that Charlotte signed him to. And it's funny that that came up because Freeman later goes on to address what I think we all know is that they didn't want to spend that money and then they ended up spending 40 million dollars more on Alan Crabb and Evan Turner combined 
Uh, I think I think Batum's contract uh, maybe it's it's not forty. It's probably like twenty because I think Batum's total contract is like it's somewhere in the ballpark of like one fifteen, one twenty. Like I think. Uh, I don't I don't know exactly. I don't, I don't recall if that might. It's in the one hundred to one twenty range. So it's between. It's a lot 20, of money. It's a lot of money. Com- it's probably a little too much. For either way, the combination of Turner. And I can say this with confidence: the combination of Turner and Krabs' contracts overall is more than what Batum would have made. And so you're asking yourself, well, wouldn't you rather have Nicholas Batum at the three, and then Mo Harkless and uh, Aminu? I I would personally. Right. I also think they probably should have tried to resign Lopez. Uh, but you know. Yeah. Whatever. Yes. Who are we? You know. Who are we? Who are we? That's right. But then, I mean, nobody. I didn't think they were going to be good last year. So. That's that's what's and that, that's the thing that like okay I know that Olshay is I totally get that he's worried about his job if, if what um, Rob said. Aren't we all in this economy? Right. Exactly. But um, you know, I think if Paul Allen is thinking rationally, I would not get rid of Olshay because yeah, he messed up in the off season. Um, by signing Turner, and I think you know you could say that. I think Crab is still going to be tradable this summer uh, because he shoots really well from three, and every team wants that. And when he played a lot of minutes when Lillard was out, he looked good, and I think that that would entice teams if people watch the film of those. Um, and he also got that Cleveland pick now. That's a, a pick this year, so he has two first round draft picks, and he's a draft guy. So it's like, and. At this point, if you're Paul Allen, like, what are you going to trust in? Some random GM from that's, you know, in a junior position in another team or trust a guy who has gotten you two all-star caliber guards in Damon CJ, a guy who probably can get a lot in the trade market in Allen Crabb, a guy who helped get them Alan, uh, Aaron Flalo and Will Barton, Myers Leonard, obviously. You know, Will Barton. Myers Leonard, obviously not, um, you know, not doing so hot right now. Uh, and hasn't really shown a, a lot in five years. And uh, then we have. Uh, I mean, my. I mean, Paul could fire Neil Olshay and then make him run the draft, like he did with and, Kevin Pritchard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That worked last time. That didn't work last time because Kevin Pritchard drafted Luke Babbitt. Oh. I believe he traded Martel Webster for the pick to draft Luke Babbitt. Oh, well, bummer. <laughs> I guess, I guess Kevin Pritchard got his revenge. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's uh. Yeah, Luke wasn't that bad. Actually, he's he's fine. Luke Babbitt's fine. He he's made a career for himself, and he's a uh, he's been in the league for, you know, gosh, seven years or something like that now. He uh he did a little time in uh, Russia, if I remember correctly. It was like it was, but it was less than half a season. He was he, yeah. was, he was back in he was back in the NBA. He's a he's a memorized mesmerizing guy to watch warm up because he just he gets out there really early, just goes around the thing, and you're like, dude, you're Luke Babbitt. He's and then, and then you think, imagine how hard that dude had to be just to be work just to be Luke Babbitt. Yeah, it's well, incredible. That's. You know, Luke Babbitt, member of the hottest team in the NBA, the the Miami Heat. Oh yeah, yeah. Are they the hottest team in the? Oh yeah. They won. I think. I think they won. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about Dion. Honestly, Dion Waiters, like I'm not exaggerating, has been a beacon of light in my life in the past. In very know, dark two, times. Two weeks. 
ever since uh, Donald Trump became the president. Yeah, Donald, you know, Dion doesn't know who the president is. <laughs> so why should we, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, Dion Waiters, by the way, uh, and uh, Luke Babbitt, they have won their last nine games, So they're and they're 20 and 30 now, and they're only three games out of the playoffs. Oh, they should switch to the West and take the Blazers' spot. So I know. the Blazers can't get another draft pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, anyway uh, you haven't you been have watching been much basketball. basketball. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. I don't know. Has anything Has made you happy, happy lately? lately in basketball? basketball? Or in oh, life. in basketball? Yeah, or in yeah, life. Or in like, life. Met, like, like, has, has, has meditation, meditation been going? Been going like, anything, anything, like, good? Oh, well, yeah, like, meditation. Some levity, some, levity. Some, fun. some fun? Meditation's good. Uh, my friend Caitlin wrote something for Steve Bannon Week about him eating a hot dog, and it made me laugh a lot. Steve Bannon uh, Week at the Shocker. Yeah. I, um, but, yeah, it's exhausting. I will... Okay, if I'm not okay, so I work at home. Uh, uh, I'm a freelance writer. I don't make enough money, not to brag. No, I make tons of money. Uh, but uh, but I um, but basically, I need to like Pavlovian train myself to not look at my phone at the very least before meditating. Because if I do, I'll notice a thing that happened. What what was what happened this morning? Oh, this morning was uh, uh, Trump at the prayer breakfast. There's just a new, there's just a new stupid thing every day. This morning was Trump at the prayer breakfast talking about how uh, Arnold Schwar- I, talking about how Arnold Schwarzenegger was getting bad ratings, and it's just like, dude, you're the president. You're the president. You can't. You can't rag on somebody for getting bad ratings on a reality play. show. On a reality show that you, you, oh, it's so stupid. Everything's so dumb. And then at the end of the day, it was Kellyanne Conway making up a mass shooting out of thin air. Have you heard about this one, Eric? I haven't. I'm not heard about this one yet. Okay, well, I, I, well I've, I've managed to be offline for a lot of time until I saw, you know, the the the, the, the Rop story. Okay, well, this evening, Kellyanne Conway gave an interview. I don't know with who, some 60 Minutes type person. And they were talking about blocking refugees. I Okay, that is something that made me... I, I marched to the airport a little bit. And I was at the Women's March, too. And it is genuinely heartening to see people uh, out there and to see people calling their senators and to see... Um, to, to see people making a ruckus that's mm-hmm. good that makes me feel good mm-hmm. that's what that's that gives me positivity and hope but that being said there's also a new just totally stupid story every day there were two today one was trump at the prayer breakfast which is insane and the other is kellyanne conway was on i i, I don't know 60 minutes 2020 you know like one of those shows where it's a news magazine and they do interviews in rooms that are lit you know, you know, mm-hmm. you get it. Yeah, Eric's, I, 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 totally, I totally know. All right. Eric, loves, Eric loves content. But anyway, so they, they're they talking about the... Not, not controlled content, though. Yes, not controlled, not content controlled by the Blazers. <laughs> so, Although so I, the, I would just like to say I do like a lot of the content that the Blazers do do. Shout out to Casey Holdall and the Rip City Report. I, I think you and I both like the Rip City Report. I, I listen to the Rip City Report from time to time. I I might frequently submit questions to the Rip City Report that have nothing to do with the Blazers. Uh, what was the and, last one you sent in? 
Well, this week I, I I said that I was having trouble falling asleep while I was meditating, and I was wondering if they could uh, offer me any solutions. Uh, and um, uh, their their answers were not. It, it didn't seem like they knew a lot about meditating. That's all I'll say. Actually, it was weird because it seemed like Joe was like reading off something to try to give me advice, and then Casey was like, "But Casey was like working from a place of complete ignorance, but also seemed to like get." the answer a little more correct than joe it was weird but anyway uh oh i also asked if anybody on the blazers voted for trump and they uh they said they said they didn't know yeah that's a hard one to ask guys yeah you know it's just you know we live in stratified times and i need to know if there are any enemies that i'm watching but anyway spencer haas got traded to the bucks today yeah I might have pitched something in advice that I don't think they're going to take. About him uh, moving closer to his bro, Paul Ryan, and, and Scott Walker. No, about how I was going to offer a bounty to anybody who dunked on Spencer Hawes hard enough that he fell down. <laughs> I It was going to be like $20, my press copy of Furious George. And uh, I just really want to see somebody slam on Spencer Hawes. Anyway, I gotta talk about Kellyanne Conway. I gotta tell you about this, Eric. It's crazy. So Kellyanne Conway is on this 2020 show, and they ask her about the Muslim ban, and they're like, "There have been no mass shootings or terrorist attacks by people from any of these countries." And she said, "I don't know what you're talking about. Don't you remember the Bowling Green shooting, where those two Iraqi guys shot up a bunch of guys?" Eric, there was no what? Bowling Green what? shooting. This is—it's not real. She made it up. It didn't happen. And so, like. She just made up, she like made up a false flag shooting. Like there's like, she was literally implying a false flag in a, in a, in an interview. And then, and then almost immediately everybody's like, there was a Bowling Green shooting. What are you talking about? So anyway, so two stupid things happen today. There's just stupid stuff happening every day. So, But if I wake up and I look at my phone, I'll just look at my phone and be like, oh my god, this is so stupid for like two hours instead of doing something constructive with my day. I need to stop doing it. I need to, I don't know, get up and then meditate and then exercise and then like eat like a million vegetables and then like punch republicans or something i don't know like, like call senators and then and then just stay off yeah twitter. i literally yeah i literally yeah i need to stay off twitter and instead spend all day like calling jamie herrera's office and being like i am a concerned constituent who would literally never vote for you uh and i am worried about blah, blah, blah. that's like like that's the only useful thing i can do but in or i don't know write an article that might convince somebody of something hey it's okay um we're doing we're doing what we can it's not great it's 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 chaotic but we're we're doing what we can the bowling green shoot i can't believe that dude that's that's unbelievable but not unbelievable but so infuriating anyway steve bannon week over at the shocker yeah come go check it out uh there's some good stuff you should read the thing caitlin wrote it's great oh how how would you how would you direct folks to the shocker I, it's the uh, shocker.medium.com or we're on Facebook, uh, the Shocker magazine. We have a Twitter handle too, but when uh, John registered it, he gave it a really stupid name. And it's like H I I T S T H E Shock. I don't know. I've always been a little bit mad at John about our Twitter handle. It's bad branding. Yeah. 
Yeah, John needs to get the branding. I'm even a little mad that our website's called The Shocker because it's so childish. And I might have tried to get John to change it last month, and he just wouldn't do it. And, and like, I can't go along with something if John doesn't go along with it. So I run it with John and Alex. So, right. Uh, uh, Alex Sickwig, who you might know from his very viral tweet about the Bucks logo. <laughs> well, his very viral tweet about the Bucks logo, or his very viral tweet about uh, Charles Barkley thinking that a low post game is the only way to defeat ISIS because three point <laughs> I, shoot- I'm not familiar with that. Viral uh, it, it was, it was, that was it because a three point shooting only emboldens the terrorists. You know, I don't know. You know, I will say there is, there is something. Did you read about the bulls trying to get Julia Okafor? Have you uh, seen this rumor? I saw that rumor. Yeah. What a terrible, you know, look, I say a lot of bad things about the blazers. Dude, you I'm, could be the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah, at least they're not the Bulls, dude. At least they're not. At least they're not like. Oh yeah, let's get as many non-shooters as we possibly can, and then let's get Jaleel Okafor, who has just literally never set a pick in his life. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I just. I, that's why. Like. I. Yeah. And like. And like those dudes who run the Bulls, they just stay there forever. Like they just can't get fired. You know what I mean? Like they, like they have Thibodeau, who's a great coach, and like they, and like it comes down to these dudes are Thibodeau, and these dudes just cannot get fired. They're like that dude who runs the Angels. What's his name? I don't know. You know, uh, uh, he's their manager, but he controls everything. Sosha. Yes, like yeah, so Mike Sosha. And uh, is he? They is just he cannot their, fire Dave, those still their dudes. Manager? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's still their manager, and he still, like, runs everything, even though everybody else in baseball has moved on to, uh, like, making blood sacrifices to computers and just doing whatever they tell them and, to do. And they have the best player in baseball, and, and they're still not Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. He just notches 10 wins a year, and they just never make the playoffs. Wow, this I one... mean, I don't know. The one time Trout made the playoffs, though, first-round exit, seems like a choker to me. Yo, maybe Mike Trout week, uh, sometime in spring training? That might be fun, actually. <laughs> I don't think any of us. I'm I'm probably watching baseball more than anybody else who writes there, and I, I probably watch ten games a year. <laughs> okay, good point. Uh, I I watch some baseball, not enough. I do I, I do like Mike Trout, a uh, because he's the most because he's the most boring guy alive, and b because he's like a perfect square human being. Not like square, like the hippie sense. Like he's a he's a box man. Yeah, he, he's no, made of boxes. Square. He's a square shaped human. He's a square shaped dude who's really into weather. Do you know about this, Eric? Mm-hmm. Mike Trout is really into weather. He like follows all these weather accounts and interacts with them on Twitter. I did not know that. He's really into weather science, and he's a perfectly square human being. I think that's a good place to wrap this one up. Uh, yeah, I, Corbin, I do too. Corbin, thank you for joining me. Uh, you can find Corbin at various places thank you Corbin it was always a pleasure I'm glad to come on and talk I know that you had strong feelings about uh, the Blazers broadcasts uh, and and things like that and also just it's been a while Kevin dude call me let's get a drink let's go to let's go to Imperial Kevin yeah absolutely Um, it was it was was fun fun chatting fun catching up amidst these these times of uh, these troubling times these times of great uncertainty Ugh, don't get me. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure you'll meditate and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find a way to, 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 to be peaceful tonight. Yeah.
I'll probably just go to sleep. Yeah. All right, well, that's that's what I mean. I mean, sleep is is what I was referring to. Anyway, uh, yeah, listen to Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Really, thank you for for listening. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. Leave a five star review. It's gonna be uh, Blazers playing on Friday. That's tomorrow against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that one after, after that. So until then. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.